0: Let's turn to the book of Psalms tonight for just a little while. I may just teach a little while and see what the Lord will do, help us learn a little bit about what he wants in our lives. <clears throat> Would you like to know what he wants in our lives? If you, uh, if you were dating some of you would have been a long time ago, some of us longer than others, but if we found out what our girlfriend liked, then that's what we like to do. It's what we like to get her. If, if Brother uh, Sister Pat was dating a boy or, or he was trying to date her, he was trying to date her about the time I was, and uh, Valentine's Day, I guess it was, he gave her some flowers. Well, I don't know if I heard about that or whatever, but I gave her candy. And uh, Brother Don Johnson saw her, and he was a good friend of the, 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 the Snyder family, and he said, flowers or candy, which do you like best? And so she liked candy best, and I've been blessed for fifty. They used to say some odd years. (laughs) So uh, thank the Lord for candy. It helped me. (laughs) Psalms 24, 3 and 4. Psalms 24, 3 and 4. All I said, all that to say that we want to do what God wants. And if he likes us to be a certain way, then let's find out what that is and let's try to be that way. Isn't that right? Who shall ascend unto the hill of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy place? Two questions. And it looks like he answered it. The psalmist answered it by the next verse. And he said, he that hath clean hands and a pure heart who hath not lifted up his soul unto vanity nor sworn deceitfully. I just want to preach to you or teach to you actually for a little while about the word pure. We need to be pure in every way possible. Why? Because if you want to ascend unto the hill of the Lord, stand in his holy place, yeah. put that second verse back up there again, if you will. The fourth verse said what? Yeah. Who hath not lifted up his soul in vanity and abandoned him, sworn deceitfully? Gotta have clean hands yeah. and a pure heart if we're going to stand where we need to stand. You may be seated for a little while. The Scriptures also said in Matthew 5, 8, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. It's just finishing up again with what the psalmist said. If you're going to send his heel and stand in his holy place, you're going to have to have clean hands and a pure heart. Oh, God, I was praying. Well, pray every day, but it was been a few days ago, uh, maybe maybe Sunday. I don't know when it was. Uh, And I was praying, God, help me to be pure. Not just, I don't think I use the word pure in heart but God helped me to be pure. And it hit me right then. I, I you don't hear me saying the Lord spoke to me very often, but it seemed like the Lord impressed that word or that prayer upon my mind and that's the word to speak about Wednesday night and I, I know that this is normally prayer, it's the season of prayer messages, and, and so I, I stood on a prayer sermon. But it's I just, I mean, the last few uh, minutes, if you will, before service, it's, it just kept coming back. So I hope it's God in this tonight. Blessed are the pure in heart. First Peter 2.22 said, Who did no sin? Talking about Jesus. Neither was guile found in his mouth. The word guile simply meant craft or deceit, subtility. It was meaning to decoy. If you have a decoy, it looks like the real thing, right? So if people are not pure, they are simply decoys, right? Right? And the term went on to say, I think in the Greek, it was would be a trick if we, if we are hypocrites, then we are, we have guile. we have deceit, we have subtlety, and and uh, and and I don't care how old you get, doesn't matter. I I've been young and now I'm old, and. Uh, I don't care how old you get, you can still find yourselves in a, in, in, in a mode where you're not as pure as you ought to be. And I'm praying, God, help me to be pure. Help me to have the right spirit. Give me the right attitude. And our motives can be impure. Right? Our attitudes can be raunchy. We can have an ill will about things. We can have an undercurrent that's not, that's not pure. Uh, pride can get in our lives and it causes an impurity in our soul. Right? Stubbornness. Have you ever seen any young people Stubborn? Have you ever seen any old people stubborn? Yeah. Right? But God, give us a... What am I preaching about? Give us a... Y'all are going to have to help me. It's going to take me all night here. God, give us a pure heart. We can have bitterness that causes an impurity in our spirit. We can have an unforgiving attitude that we constantly hold hold things against people. And and, uh, I'm, I'm already preaching or teaching to somebody. I don't know who it is, but I'm already teaching to somebody. But the prayer is, again, give us a pure heart. If we are going to ascend into the hill of the Lord and stand in his holy place, we're going to have to have clean hands and pure hearts. I, uh, I, let, let's go to Luke 23, 4. Then said Pilate to the chief priests and to the people, I find no fault in this man. As Peter, we just got through saying, said there was no guile or no craft or no deceit, no subtility in, in, uh, in, in Jesus' life. He was, he was pure. He was no decoy about him. And Pilate said, I find no fault in this man. The message version said he never did one thing wrong, not once said anything amiss. What a Savior. Right. The ISV version of first Peter two twenty two said he never sinned and he never told a lie. The ESV version said he committed no sin, neither was deceit found in his mouth. Revelation fourteen five said and in their mouth was found no guile, for they are without fault before the throne of God. If you're going to get before the throne of God, as I told you a while ago, who shall descend? A rather, to the heel of God. It's those that have clean hands and a pure heart. Oh God, let's just let's, let's just welcome God into our hearts right now and say, God, help my heart to be pure. I don't. want to be wrong, God. I want you to. I want you to give me a pure heart. Pure heart. Paul to, to young Timothy said, 1 Timothy 5, 22, Lay hands suddenly on no man, neither be partakers of other men's sins. Keep thyself pure. In every way, keep yourself pure. Timothy, stay close to God. Keep a, uh, one writer said, a close check on yourself. We, we, we need always to keep a check on our motives, right? right? On our pride, on our stubbornness, on our rebellion. I may hit this three or four times. I won't rep, uh, Repetition is the essence of learning, I'm told. So I may say it again. And, and unforgiveness, help, help us to keep a check on ourselves that we don't get a bitter spirit. An unforgiving attitude. James 1, 5, 15 rather, said, Then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. I call this the LSD ver- uh, verse of the Bible, lust, sin, and death. Lust hath conceived brings forth sin, sin finished brings forth death. How many of you know what the next verse said? Don't read it, don't put it up there yet. Is it already up there? It's already up there. You beat me to it. Did you know what the next verse said before they put it up there? We know the lust, sin, and death verse, but not many of us know what the next verse said. The Bible said, Do not err. I got news for you. If you don't err, you don't have to repent of erring, you don't have to live down your error. Right. So simply, do not err. Be careful your walk every day. Be careful with your talk every day. Be careful how you live every day. Keep thyself. Like, I just three of you there, wasn't it? Keep thyself pure. pure. The word pure in the Greek simply meant clean, innocent, modest. Perfect and chaste, clean from corrupt desire, from sin and guilt. Like a vine cleansed by pruning and so fitted to bear fruit, free from corrupt desire, from sin and guilt. Free from every admixture of what is false, sincere and genuine, blameless, innocent, unstained with the guilt of anything. Let me tell you something. If you fail, don't fail to repent then. You don't have to wait like the Catholics do to see the priest, right? Oh, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. If you confess your faults, he is faithful and just to forgive you and to yeah. cleanse you or make you pure again. Yeah. Uh, if I was you, I wouldn't wait till Sunday morning. I wouldn't wait till Sunday night because you what you want to do by confessing your sin is putting your sin some man's sins go on before him, some man's sins come over behind him, the Bible said. So I want mine to go on before. So it'll be under the blood. Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, so when something is done wrong, when you do wrong, don't let it stay in your system and 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 canker you and bitter you and you you have to live in guilt. Pure means clean, innocent, modest, perfect unstained with the guilt of anything. Praise God. 1 Peter 1, 18 says, For as much as you know that you were not redeemed by corruptible things, silver and gold, from your vain conversation, by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb, without blemish and without spot. Now, our, our blood may be contaminated by our father's blood and our grandfather's blood and our great-grandfather's blood. But you know what? Jesus' blood had no issues. It was perfect blood. It was precious blood. And thank God we have been redeemed by that precious blood of the Lamb. How did we get redeemed by his blood? The Bible said repentance and remission of sins will be preached in my name beginning at Jerusalem. And that without repentance is no remission of sins. How do we get the blood applied? We don't go, get, go to the cross every day, Literally and get some blood sprinkled on us. But that's why Peter said on the day of Pentecost, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. That's where you get the blood applied to your life. Oh, yeah, we may have been way impure before we come to God, but with the precious blood, we are redeemed. We are bought back. Price of the blood. Aren't you glad you've been baptized in Jesus' name? Let me tell you out there in radio land, they used to say, in the internet areas of wherever we're reaching tonight, you need to be baptized in the name of Jesus because that's where the blood is applied. Is in the name of Jesus. Titles won't won't get the blood applied to your life. That's, that's why Peter again said, repent and be baptized, you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin. Only the name washes away sins. Only his name. I got to thinking about uh, this word pure, no, no contamination, no issues. And I thought about pure silk. That simply meant nothing was mixed with it. You know, silk moths lay eggs on special, specially prepared paper, I'm told. The, the eggs hatch, and the caterpillars or silkworms are fed fresh mulberry leaves. After about 35 days and four moultings, the caterpillars are 10,000 times heavier than when hatched and are ready to begin spinning a cocoon. A straw frame is placed over the tray of caterpillars, and each caterpillar begins begin spinning a co- cocoon by moving its head in a pattern. Two glands produce liquid silk and force it through openings in the head called spinnerets. Liquid silk is coated in sericin, a water-soluble protective gum, and solidifies on contact with the air. Within two or three days, the caterpillar spends about one mile of filament and is completely encased in a cocoon. The silk farmers then heat the cocoons to kill them leaving some of the metamor- uh, metamorphosis into moss to, pre- uh, to breed the next generation of caterpillars. They're pretty smart. They're going to they're gonna perpetuate this thing. Harvested cocoons are then soaked in boiling water to soften the service and, uh, service and water, a uh, uh, liquid, holding the silk fibers together in a cocoon shape. The fibers are then unwound to produce a continuous thread. Since a single thread... It's too fine and fragile for commercial use. Anywhere from three to ten strands are spun together to form a single thread of silk. I'm telling you something. It takes something to make pure silk. And when you make pure silk, it's worth something. One example of the durable nature of silk over fabrics is demonstrated By the recovery in 1840 of silk garments from a wreck of 1782, the most durable article found has been silk, for besides pieces of cloaks and lace, a pair of black satin breeches, and a large satin waistcoat with flaps were got up, of which the silk was perfect. It lasted. But the the lining entirely gone from the thread giving away. No articles of dress, of woolen cloth, have yet been found. Only pure silk. Silk's absorbency makes it comfortable to wear in warm weather. Y'all like this about silk? I don't don't know if it means much yet, but maybe it will when I finish. It's low conductivity, keeps warm air close to the skin during cold weather. It's often used for clothing such as shirts, ties, blouses, formal dresses, high fashion clothes, linen, lingerie, pajamas, robes, dress, suits, sundresses, and eastern folk costumes. For practical use, silk is excellent as clothing that product, protects from many biting insects that would ordinarily pierce regular clothing such as mosquitoes and horseflies. Items made with pure silk are those that has not been mixed with other material. It is soft, light, and airy. Pure silk is, however, more expensive. Think about the time it took to put, put to, for the cocoon to get this silk produced, and then they put how many did I, how many strands did I tell you a while ago? It took to make to make a thread. And how many, reckon how many, if you had a, I don't know what this tie is made out of. It's pretty, I can tell you that. But I don't know if it's silk or what. But reckon how many uh, caterpillars it took to make this silk tie, if if it was silk. It produced, uh, pure silk, again, is not mixed. I'm going to tell you something. We cannot afford to mix ourselves. With false doctrine, with untruth, with the world, we can't be worldly and stay pure. I'm telling you, if we're going to stand before God and in His holy hill, we're going to have to have clean hands and a pure heart. Job used the term "more pure." If, if, if I thought if it was pure, it was pure. It couldn't be more pure. Sort of like a level. Brother Benny, you got a level? You got one probably about this long, probably one about this long, probably have one about six-foot one, probably got one about that long, a line level. Have you got a line level? You know how to use it? <laughs> I knew you did. And, and uh, I've got one on my phone, I think, that that uh, it can get you down to the 10th of a degree or 10th of whatever a 10th is supposed to be of on that thing. If it's not level, it's a point zero one, right? And... Somebody said, is, is it level? Well, it's pretty level. Well, it's not level. Right? Right? Uh, Peter said, uh, we have also a more sure word of prophecy. I thought if you were sure, you're just sure. Have you ever asked your children... Are you sure? Oh, pretty sure. Well, you're not sure. Right? Yep, yeah, and, 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 you know, let, let me go on with that verse. Can I go on? I'm, 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 I'm shooting around going around the bend here. But he said we have also a more sure word of prophecy. How could Peter say we have a more sure? Right. Think about Joel. He said, In the last days I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Sons and daughters prophesy on and on and on. You know what? Acts 2 recorded it again. Anyway, Joel was sure because God inspired him to write that. I got a feeling that Joel couldn't sit still, Brother Ronnie. When when he said I'm going to pour out my spirit upon us, I got a feeling he wanted to get up right then. The prophets and the angels desired to look into it, didn't he? Yes, Is that what the Bible teaches us, Amen. And and Joel was sure that he was it was going to happen. But Peter comes along and said, "We're eyewitnesses. I was there when it happened." <laughs> The psalm said, and I guess I ought to know. Peter was there on the day of Pentecost when the Holy Ghost fell. That's why he can say we have also a more sure word of prophecy. Can you be more pure? Maybe, I don't know, if you can be more sure. I believe we can be more pure than, I guess we can. I don't really know, but. But, but, but if I'm not pure, I want to be more pure than I am right now. Isn't that right? Oh, yes. A pearl is a, is a hard, glistening object produced within the soft tissue, especially the mantle or the outer covering, if you will, of a living shell uh, uh, mollusk or another animal. The most valuable pearls occur spontaneously in the wild, but are extremely rare. Oh, I'd just like to stop there and say I have seen some of the purest people come from the wildest circumstances. Hadn't you? Oh, thank God. He brought us a mighty long way. I guarantee you, I could, I could every last one of you and say, say, every one of us could say, I'm not proud of everything I've ever done in my life. Do I have a, it'll help you if you'll confess it. Right? Come on, some of you are lying right now. <laughs> oh, Yes. The most valuable pearls occur spontaneously in the wild but are extremely rare, and that's really true. These wild pearls are referred to as natural pearls. However, their cultured or farmed pearls from pearl oysters and freshwater muzzles uh, make up the majority of those currently sold. The imitation pearls are also widely sold in inexpensive jewelry, but the quality of their in Iridescence is usually very poor and is easily distinguished from that of genuine pearls. And I'm going to tell you something. When the Spirit tries us, it can tell whether we're pure. I remember times in the church when we was going to have, we was going to have a prophet come. You know, These men that call people out sometimes. They're afraid to come. Some people are afraid to come. I wonder if their spirit was pure or not. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Right? But it can be distinguished. The commonly held belief that a grain of sand acts as the irritant is, in fact, rarely the case. Typical stimuli include organic material, parasites, or even damage that displaces mantle tissue to another part of the body. These small particles or organisms gain every entry, gain entry when the shell valves are open for feeding or respiration. Tiny organisms or particles invade the mantle, disrupts the cells, and a miracle begins. Oysters create a smooth crystal substance and lays it over the invader. It's the, the, whether the grain of sand is actual or not, the fact is, whatever it is, whether it be a grain of sand or whether it be a stimuli, organic material of some sort or parasite getting into the organ, or rather the oyster, then the, the miracle begins when it starts wrapping this smooth crystallized substance and it lays it over the invader and it begins thousands of layers over this quote-unquote grain of sand or parasite or whatever it is. The pain of producing a pearl must have been tremendous, it appears, to this small oyster. In cultural pearls, however, the irritant is typically an introduced piece of the mantle of uh, with or without a spherical bead, Cultural pearls are then the response of the shell to a tissue. Uh, uh, are then the response of the shell to a tissue implant? A tiny piece of mantle tissue called a graft from a donor shell is transplanted into a recipient shell, causing a pearl to sack the form into which the tissue persist- precipitates calcium carbonate. It is the thought that natural pearls form under a set of accidental conditions when a microscopic intruder or parasite enters, and I just mentioned that a while ago, a bivalve mollusk and settles inside the shell. The mollusk, irritated by the intruder again, forms a pearl sac of external mantle tissue cells and secretes the calcium carbonate and conchilion lin. To, co- to cover the irritant, this secretion process is repeated many times, thus producing a pearl. Natural pearls come in many shapes, with perfectly round ones being com- comparatively rare. Cultured pearl pearls can be distinguished again by natural pearls pearls by X-ray. Examination, a culture pear can be harvested in as few as 12 to 18 months, but a natural pearl, it takes layer after layer after layer, if you will, to become a pure, natural oyster. It's lighter yet stronger than concrete. The fine quality natural pearls, fine quality natural pearls are very rare jewels. And I'm getting somewhere. Hang on. There's less than one pearl in 10,000 oysters. Oh, God, I thought about that when I, when I was sort of putting this together, whatever. I baptized so many people. Prayed, help pray so many people through the Holy Ghost. Brother Carson, you know how it is evangelizing all the years you did, and pastoring all the years you did. Brother Ronnie, you've you've seen churches since Pascagoula days. And Brother Billy, you and your wife coming from the Pascagoula area and traveling from South Mississippi to Texas and back and forth, you've watched people come and go. But in your lifetime, you have found some that has been pure all the way. I say that if a church is going to grow, it's going to have to baptize at least a third of the number of people they're in Right then. In other words, if we got 300, we got baptized 100 this year to grow, and we still may not grow, but 25 in that year because you, the more you reach, the more, the better the number is of retaining them. Where I was going with this is, I'm knocked on. Oh Lord, how many doors? Again, baptized so many people, seen so many pray through, but only a few stay out of this out of this uh, out of this pearl business. Less than one in ten thousand. But I'm going to tell you something: when you find one, you got one. Oh. I I want to defy those numbers in Bethlehem Church. I believe we have defied those numbers. There's not supposed to be a church of 250, 300 people in a little place like this. But somebody loves God enough to be pure, to live right, to be right, to be godly, to be holy, to be faithful. Let me tell you something. If you're going to be pure, you're going to have to live for God. You're going to have to be Come to church. You're going to have to love God. You're going to have to pay your tithe. You're going to have to give you off. Oh, Lord, I didn't plan on saying That's not even in my notes, but it sounds pretty good. Maybe I should get back over here. One Australian South Sea pearl sold for $1.5 million. One pearl. It didn't say a string of pearls. It said one pearl. And the twelve gates, Revelation 21 21. And the twelve gates were, had twelve pearls. Every several gate was of one pearl. And the street of the city. It's a pure gold, and the the street was, had a a street of pure gold as it were transparent glass. Oh, yes, what are you saying? And every several gate was of one pearl. My goodness. Can you imagine? A pearl that big. It must have been a lot of pain produced to get a little old pearl. But all the toil, all the heartache, all the distress, all the all the disappointments in our life, we're going to be able to walk through a gate of pearl. Aren't you looking forward to that? Help us to be refined as the pure gold, lest we be cast away as reprobate silver. That's why he said, keep thyself pure. Because the sun of life will go down someday. Sometime at high noon. And that purity of life is the essential to the peace of death. If you're going to be rest in peace, then you're going to have to be pure. Oh, God, help us to pray again. Help me to be pure, God. Help me to be holy. You know, it, it took, I think it takes 2,552 degree Fahrenheit to purify gold and separate the gold from the alloys and whatever. Let the heat be turned on, God, if that's what it takes for us to be ready. Isn't that right? Give us a clean record. Matthew three sixteen. the Bible said, then they that fear the Lord. Have you got that yet? Matthew rather Malachi 3.16. Malachi 3.16. We'll wait on you. They that feared the Lord spake often one to another. And a book. Read it for me. And the Lord hearkened and heard it, and a book of remembrance was written before him for them that feared the Lord. Next verse. And that thought upon his name. Next verse. 17. And they shall be mine, saith the Lord. Who's going to be his? Those that thought often upon his name. I'm glad I'm a Jesus name, in a Jesus name church. That's right. In that day, saith the Lord of hosts, in that day when I make up my jewels and I will spare them as a man spareth his own son that spareth him. Don't you want to be in that group of jewels that he chooses out? That precious stone, that treasure, that peculiar, special jewel. Malachi wrote it and said he's going to make up his jewels. Exodus said it like this, nineteen five. Now, therefore, if you will obey my voice indeed and keep my covenant, then you shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people, for all the earth is mine. One more time, let me tell you, he distinguishes the, us from all others. All right. Here they are so mixed with worldliness and worthless men that, that are mostly undiscerned and undistinguished, but one day, God's going to separate them, the sheep from the goat. I want to be in that bunch of jewels that He chooses out of here. Do y'all help me with a in in closing here? Wasn't there an old song? Uh, It said, Nothing but the pure and holy on that great day. Is that right? Is that the way that song goes? Sam, you remember that, huh? I can't hear you. Can't hear. You. <laughs> who who remembers that? Joanna wasn't there. Song said nothing but the pure and holy on that grave. Pretty good. I need to write it if there's not one. Because I, there is one that says sin can never enter there. Isn't that right? Sin can never enter there. Oh, yes. You know, I, I said a little bit something about older people, can, can, can their, their, their minds can be cluttered and not, not pure in their last days. The Bible said the outward man perisheth, but the inward man is, help me, you no know words. You remember that but the inward man is renewed day by day let me tell you something old folks don't quit praying you quit praying you'll get bitter you'll get hateful you'll be hard to deal with right boy I don't hear no many amens so I must be stepping on some toes here don't quit praying. The outward man may perish. You may not be able to walk up these steps as quick as you used to. I can't. I can't even walk down them as quick as I used to. Unless I get really get an anointing, then I'll jump off of here maybe. But I'm telling you, the outward man may perish, but the inward man can have a good spirit, have a good attitude, can be pure when Jesus comes to collect his jewels back home. Oh, the psalmist said, renew a right spirit within me one of these days the rapture is going to take place oh yes oh i'm glad i got the holy ghost because that same spirit shall quicken these mortal bodies the same spirit that dwells in us which is the Holy Ghost, it's Christ in you. If you have any hope of glory, it's going to be Christ in you. Right? That same Spirit's going to quicken these moral bodies. I've used illustration before, you know, like a magnet. You had a big magnet out here. If there's aluminum in it, if there's other alloys in it, if there's other metals in it that are not pure metal, then that magnet's going to pick up the pure metal and leave the rest of them behind. Am I right? Have you ever seen that happen? Brother Billy, am I telling the truth? I hope I am. It's going to draw the pure metal out of here. Let me tell you something. The rapture is going to take place. Lord, it feels pretty good out here closer to y'all. It's been a long time since I've seen you this close. You know what? The rapture's going to take place. And if you don't have the Holy Ghost, that magnet's going to get you. You're going to be left behind and lost. I'm preaching to somebody in radio land maybe. I'm preaching to somebody maybe right here tonight. Oh, God, you know what's going to make you pure? It's not your holiness, but it's the purity of God that comes in. I talked to a man today, and he received the Holy Ghost in Holly Springs, oh, it's been eight or 10, 12 years ago. And, and uh, he told me, he said, it changed my life. I am a different person. Tony, did you hear him tell me that? What else did he say? Nothing like this Holy Ghost, he said, it turned me around. It changed my life. I want to tell you something. This Holy Ghost is what everybody has got to have so they can get out of here, for one thing. The Holy Ghost helps makes us pure. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Stand with me. Hallelujah. 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 Brother Carson, it's good to have you and Sister Martha here. Come here, if you will. While you're on your way, think of something to say. All right. The Bible said be instant, in season and out of season. I don't know if this is out of season, but
1: I'm glad that God fills us with the Holy Ghost.
0: That same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead shall also quicken our mortal bodies, if so be the Spirit dwell in
1: us. I want to be full of the Holy Ghost. Amen. I don't
0: know if there's. Uh, he's talking about more pure and more sure. I don't know if you can be more full, or if you are just full. If you're full, you're full. But I've got up from eating before and said I'm full. And I probably could have got a little more in there. So we may feel like we're full, but I, I believe there's room for some more of this Holy Ghost in us than we've ever had before. I want more of it, don't you? Amen. Glory. Thank you for that. Amen, amen, amen. Brother Patton, can you add something to whatever said tonight? Can you add something to it? You want me to put him first? Praise the Lord.
1: It does. We miss I do. Thank, Thank
0: the Lord. Brother Robert, you feel good? I feel good. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. I was thinking
1: about this morning that God has a pattern. I looked at uh, when I got out and was, got in the car this morning, I looked up and the clouds looked like they were ready to pour out rain. And then we go through a time where kind of a drought and then what happens again? He pours it out again. And I got to thinking as I was, I was thinking this morning, you know, that's just like the the Holy Ghost. It's not a one-time event. If you only get the Holy Ghost one time, you've missed a whole lot because God pours it out and then you are supposed to go out and pour out, and then there you get refilled again, and you get poured out upon. And in the last days, I'm going to pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and He's going to keep pouring it
0: out. And so we need to be refilled daily. Hallelujah. Thank the Lord. Thank you for that. I'm coming that way. Coming this way here. Are, are they ready? Are you ready, Gail? <laughs> hallelujah. Hallelujah. Brother Benny, can you add a little something to this tonight? What did Brother Wilson, Elder Brother Wilson say, all minds clear? All minds right. <laughs> clear. That's what he said. Brother Dwayne, good to see you being able to get up and get back in church after that horrible act. Glad to be able to.
1: and bladders will get you sometimes brother Steve brother Carson baptized me 40 something years ago down on the coast it's good it's been good, it's still good I still love it and you know what, when I see him I hug him and tell him thank you because he come preach to me he come all the way from wherever he was Memphis, Tennessee down the coast just to preach to me and you know what, brother Tony you gave, you gave me something to live for by baptizing me in, in, in Jesus' name. But last Sunday morning, been months ago, I was invited to go speak in a church. It was the Church of Christ church. And I went. I told them, I said, I'm not going to deceive you. I'm Church of the Lord Jesus Christ. I ain't Church of Christ. <laughs> and you know something? The Holy Ghost was there. God gave it to
0: me. God. Brother Paul, would you like to say a word? I don't
1: want I
0: to.
1: I think about the song you and Sister Pat sing a lot like, Canaan's land is just inside. And our Canaan land truly is. It's just inside. We can see it now. We truly can say that if we can just hold, hold on just a little bit longer. Just a little bit longer. Our hope's in sight. And uh, that's our motivation. So proud that the Lord showed me this truth in 2004. I, I grew up a Baptist, he, he let me see it, couldn't deny it, and, and uh best thing that ever happened to me, went down in that water in his name. I didn't know what the Holy Ghost was, and I told the Lord I didn't, but you said it was promised to me, and sitting about middle ways over there in 2004, it just came upon me, so it's real. I know it's real, because it happened to me
0: hallelujah brother stan
1: i'm just thankful to be here tonight because i've had a lot of years in the time past started away for the wrong reason but god showed me a better way and one night in ashland mississippi i began to seek something And about six months later, he gave me something real. And on uh, January 18th of 2009, about 1140 in the morning, baptized me with the Spirit. And uh, I spent so many years thrown away for the wrong reasons, and he gave me a real
0: reason to live, and I'm glad I finally found it. Hallelujah. 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 Hey, you don't have to be afraid to come back. I'm not going to get everybody to say something every time. And if I ever head your way, just say no, and I won't bother you. Yep. You're ready. All right.
1: Brother Ronnie stirred this up in me. Brother Tony Carson, July the 10th, 1969, I received the Holy Ghost in one of your revivals. You preached, preached, hell is going to be hot, and I haven't forgot that. And I stand here today, I am still full of the Holy Ghost. And I thank the Lord for that. Raised right here in this church, and I don't ever want to take it for granted that God saw fit to fill my mama with the Holy Ghost and raise me right here. And I did the same with my children. And I want to see my grandchildren the same way. Love all of y'all.
0: On your way to seeing them. Isn't that right? Praise God. Go ahead and give a praise to the Lord. Be safe on the highways and the byways. Hope to see you Sunday morning. In Jesus' name, consider yourself dismissed.